Hello, and welcome to the Woman Being Birthday Special episode. We all turned 26 in the same month, which is crazy, so we thought we'd do a great special about it. So sit back, grab a piece of cake, and let's get started. Also, happy birthday to me. (laughs) Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast community, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. So the great thing about being 26 now is we're moving towards our later 20s. Well, moving towards late 20s. Yeah, so moving towards death is another moving, way that people are like to We're on a somber it. march RIP, towards the end. End. Um But the amazing thing about that is we've all now kind of officially passed through the quarter-life crisis phase of our lives. Fingers crossed we've made it. Um, Which is something that people really don't talk about, which is kind of messed up because you just turn... For me, it was around 22, 23, and it just hits you like a truck. And you're like, oh. And then 25 for me was just the real kicker. So we're going to just talk about our experiences, what we've learned, what we've gone through, and um, some hopes and dreams about the years to come. So it's going to be a good time. So ladies, yes, Yes, Kellyanne. (laughs) Oh, as always, I'm here with the beautiful Emma. That's me. And beautiful Kelly. That's me. And Emma's going to have so much fun editing this later. (laughs) We can be silly. It's our birthday. It's our birthday. <laughs> well, I can't wait to just dive into this harrowing story. No, um, when I moved here, I was 24, and this is in California. When I moved to California, I feel like I sort of just like washed up on shore, mm. and I like made it here, and that was that was good enough <laughs> at that time, and. Um, I had a real rough experience on the missions field. Mm-hmm. And missions field is probably has connotations that are not exactly what I was doing, but I was doing, um, I was on missionary staff doing video content mm. for an organization. And it was really hard. First of all, being young, wanting to advance in my career. And then second of all, being a woman on the missions field without the aid of my husband. So there was a lot of challenges that went in with that. And so when I arrived here, I was just trying to breathe and catch up and heal and forgive. Um, And it started out really great. And then there were some challenges when I got here um, that started taking me down not a not great road Mm. um but i eventually came to a point where i realized that i had placed a level of expectation upon my career to fulfill um well not my career on on the job to fulfill what i needed for my in my career and what i wanted in my career Mm. and so i mean no point in sugarcoating it I, i mean i had made my job an idol and I was expecting all of these employers to fulfill the needs that I had as a young 
professional wanting to grow and make it to the top and uh, feel successful and whatever that means. So um, I think once I realized that, um, it took a lot of the pressure off of or off of me. And then I was then able to take a lot of pressure off of the people who I was working for mm-hmm. to provide me with the proper amount of opportunities or pay or um, promotion that I felt that I needed in order to get somewhere in mm-hmm. life. And so there's kind of two things. There's, I think a lot of 20 somethings struggle with feeling like we have, we have this need to arrive somewhere and get somewhere. Otherwise we're going to fall behind or um, not land where we're hoping to. And for me, it was just like, I, I needed to feel like my career was on a trajectory towards mm. my dreams and the trajectory is t- real, but it's usually not a gradual climb. It's ups and downs and mm. goods and bads. And, um, yeah, that was my quarter life crisis, I guess. Thank you so much for sharing. Like, I know that's like I've walked with you through some of that journey mm-hmm. and I know it hasn't been easy and you've done it very well. You really oh, have. Thank you. I don't feel that way. No, but you have. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's been learning how to trust people, learning that you can't trust people, um, mm-hmm. learning that sometimes you have to step out on your own and take your own risks and start a podcast with your friends <laughs> and uh, just like learning how to um, trust my own process and Mm. that's all yeah that's all it's good trusting your own process yeah speaking of trusting your own process (laughs) miss m my turn yeah um so i guess i would say that my sort of period of being in quarter life crisis definitely started uh, once I graduated college, I think that happens for a lot of people. You graduate college and you are told that you can have the world and so you expect the world and then you are not given that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I graduated college and I like was baffled that I was unable to get jobs yeah. right out of college. Yeah. and was like, what the heck is happening? Why am I working in a coffee shop right out of college? This is not correct. I studied to be a photographer. I want to create content. I want to do these things. And um, wound up starting to work for a wedding photography company, which to me felt like the lowest of low things that I could possibly do. Um, Because like my university essentially made fun of people who did wedding photography because that was like the basest form of photography Mm. to them. Um, Same for videography. For the most part too mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and so the I was doing that and then took the first sort of media oriented job that was thrown at me which was production coordinating at a big production agency back in Philadelphia and um which was like great but I was um I had accepted essentially a desk job which was not what I wanted in terms of like doing spreadsheets and paperwork and calling clients and helping schedule hotel rooms and all these different things that come along with supporting producers as they're creating um, media campaigns and commercials and stuff. And uh, I was feeling really, really restless in that. And 
I feel like I kind of did the stereotypical life crisis thing, which is to choose to just like take a 180 turn. And I decided I'm going to become a missionary and travel the world for a year. (laughs) And so I, and I mean, that's not to say that like I didn't pray about that decision and that I didn't feel peace from God about the decision. I had actually been thinking about doing it since before I even graduated college. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to recognize that there was a lot in my heart that just wanted to do it to travel at Mm -hmm. first and um, had to like work through all of those things uh, before I finally applied um, to become part of this missions program and just up left my job that was very stable and secure left my lovely apartment in a city that I adore and just traveled all the way around the world and uh I think in a way that was something that I needed in order to like reorient myself uh because I like when I first started studying photography I um knew that God was telling me to do that in order to share what God is doing all over the world. Mm. And uh, I thought, okay, direct translation. If I'm going to reorient myself to this goal, to this dream, I'm going to go all the way around the world. Mm. Um, And so that was a great opportunity for me to sort of reset myself and like set my sights on being able to pursue that um, rather than Uh, sitting at a desk and coordinating productions (laughs) Um, and yeah so I did that that was amazing and terrible at the same time in many different ways Mm -hmm. Uh, but that was sort of like the that was like my buying a sports car Mm -hmm. if you will of my quarter of the quarter life crisis and uh, then I feel like I realized like okay like I can I can go after this and I came back to the states and I got a job that I felt like was going after that um, where I was creating media in a way that is sharing the word of God I was like this is a start to that Mm. and then COVID happened and then layoffs happened (laughs) and I feel like at that moment I started to doubt everything that I had done I was like why did I why did I travel all the way across the country to do a job when it was just taken away months later like why did I am I even supposed to be pursuing this like was I totally wrong should I have just stayed being a history major in college maybe I don't know (laughs) and uh, and uh I definitely felt a lot of sort of inner um doubt because of that uh but sort of coming out on the other side of all of that and like there were a lot of other things like on top of that I'm like single which is great I actually genuinely love being single um but thinking like oh I'm now unemployed and you know like I'm also seen as behind on life because of being single and also not being unemployed and also like living with a family which means that I'm less independent somehow in other people's eyes and like things like that where it felt like okay I'm I not where I thought that I would be and so all that to say 
now I feel like I'm I have another job. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I am I am employed, um, and I feel like I've come to a point where I feel very um, comfortable with being in a process. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the job that I have is not a job I want to have forever. I know that the work that I'm doing could change, and the way that I do creative work could change and like I'm open to that and welcoming to that um and I think that I I feel like this is going to like takeaways but (laughs) of of things that I've like sort of learned from this uh going through this process of sort of being in crisis like I um I feel like there can be a tendency for people in our generation or maybe it's also just when you get to this age in general Mm -hmm. um to feel like there's so much that we want to do and so much we want to grab hold of and um I feel a lot of peace at being recognizing I'm in the middle of things and that things don't look the way that I maybe would have expected them to look or um would want them to look in the future but that doesn't mean that I am not working towards those things and I feel like looking at other people um, who are quote-unquote successful and recognizing like oh it took them years decades to get Mm -hmm. to the points that they're at in their careers and it's it's okay to be at a stepping point to Mm -hmm. be at a stepping stone in your career and to not be at the epitome you know yeah so those those are my that's my (laughs) word vomit that's really good Like, honestly, and thank you so much for sharing. I know COVID hit a lot of people hard, and I hate that you happened to be one of those people. And But the fact that you're here and still choose what you're doing feels so special. Like, because yeah. you stay close. Yeah. <laughs> you're for like, selfish goodness, you reasons. Got a job in Reading. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, man, quarter-life crises... I don't know why it's not talked about more because you do you, you like just like what you said like you're told you can have the world and yeah. I uh I moved out to to where we live in a small town in northern California because I felt the call of God. I was homeschooled my whole life. Uh worked really hard, graduated early at 17 to take a year to work and to pay my own as much of my own way as I could um, through school, graduated, and was like, I need a break. And because I essentially went to church full time for three years, and I was like, I am tired. I am so tired. And so I went and got a job at Victoria's Secret, and it was the best thing I have ever done. Like, I was surrounded by beautiful, powerful, wonderful women, and I got to change other women's lives every day, and it felt like such a treat, and I genuinely loved my job, and I got to start elevating in management there, and um, then I got married, and it was the best. Me and James had been together for four years, Um, and then my life started falling apart. <laughs> so I was 22 and uh, I I started to um, essentially have a mental breakdown. I 
couldn't sleep. I was riddled with anxiety. James was working at night. I was terrified, like up all night, like terrified of what could happen, might happen. I really started to see a serious decline in my life um, to the point that most people around me knew something was wrong, but I hardly was able to see it. I just knew this is really hard and I don't know what it is. Um, Thankfully, I got help. I decided I was going to get a therapist. Um, Her name's Ashley. She's amazing. I've been with her for about two and a half years now. Um, And she has been a huge strength to me. She'll come on at some point. It'll be really great. Um, And yeah, so I started to learn about this thing called mental health that I wasn't really taught about. I didn't even understand fully what anxiety, the feeling of anxiety and the impacts of anxiety meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even experiencing some PTSD symptoms. Like it was, it was pretty extreme um, for n- like quote unquote nothing happening to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was, yeah. And it just shows everyone's experience is different. And the way you process and perceive trauma in your life is exclusive to you. And comparing your possible traumas to other people isn't fair because um, even though someone might have experienced something horrible, you only know in your reality what the the worst thing that you know that's happened to you. Um, and I think everything deserves that, a level of empathy with that. Um, and so I, thank God, got offered a job full-time. I was at, I was the lowest manager at Victoria's Secret. So I was doing like crazy hours. I was in at 5 a.m. some days. I was closing till 2 some days. Um, And I was just randomly out of the blue, a job found me. And it was like, hey, do you want a full-time 40-hour-a-week job that is literally 8 to 4.30 and um, you get to be a manager of a team? And I was like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, please. And that that more consistent schedule helped me as well with that and start choosing healthier lifestyles um, with setting habits and patterns to help me rebuild my life, which for me was important. Um, my husband was an incredible support to me through that time. Like I would not, literally would not be here without him. Um, and yeah, so fast forward. Um that job I was at for uh, two and a half push in three years, just left and started a new job, which was a really good choice for me. Um, and, but 25 hit really hard, actually. It was like 25 hit and it's like, who am I really? Like, what am I outside of the opinions that I was raised with? Um, is this what I actually want? What do I actually like? like? It was a season, I call it the great unlearning, that I'm definitely still in. Um, and it's it was a gift, but um, it just kind of was like your whole world kind of crashes around you. You're like, I have no identity. Yeah. And even though I'm healthier, I'm more stable, um, I'm in the best place I've been in my whole life, I get to rediscover who I am. And now that I'm healthier mentally, and physically and emotionally, I can actually start to explore those options. Yeah. Previously, I would have completely crumbled under that pressure. So about 20, 
22 to 26 for me was terrible. <laughs> and there were ups and downs. I mean, there were obviously a lot of wins, a lot of beautiful things. I got married. I had an amazing job that I got to elevate in. Um, and now I'm at a really good job again. And it's, it's a blessing. Um, but I've learned or I have learned, embraced the belief that anxiety and depression is a part of life. Um, and what you do with it will determine what it does to you. Like you, you can develop skills and tools to navigate it. Um, and you can make it through it. So it was an interesting time and I am grateful that it's behind me. Um, I can totally relate though. Like when I came off the missions field, um, basically when I, I, I quit my job like like you did Emma I quit a stable job to go raise support to become a missionary and I think 8 to 10 months later when I actually arrived the job was not as described mm. my leader had left the person who hired me mm. and there was no framework for this job that had been pitched to a 22 year old mm-hmm. and so I was suddenly in charge of a huge undertaking. And on top of that, for the first time, it was, I think, very recent in their history, they had never allowed people to be on staff without their spouse. And so um, they were figuring that out too. Wow. And so basically here I was feeling guilty that I had just raised all this support and now was doing a job that, or was trying to make this job still happen that I had told everyone that I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. And then fighting against all the things that were in the way. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I felt so abused. I felt deceived. I felt like, um, I felt like people mistreated me mm-hmm. and now coming out of that and even just coming out of things in general I've been looking back on like my faith and what it really means and and how can God bring me through something like that Mm. and and still be good and how can I trust him to you know take me into other things that will be good and um and like where where do I put all these feelings Mm. of like betrayal from the church essentially I mean I feel betrayed in a lot of ways and um a lot of it has been figuring out how to forgive Mm. and that's it's more of a daily thing than it is a like a one time at the altar thing I've Mm. noticed and and I've had to forgive people for things that they didn't even do that I've just been holding against them mm. uh, or, or expectations that I have about people just yeah. based on what position they're in or, you know, what personality they have or how they might look like somebody who's hurt me in the past or anything like that. And a lot of it, it feels like a deconstruction of everything that I've believed in a lot of ways because I always believed that the church was the best place to be. Yeah. And I always believed that because of Christ, we didn't have everything figured out but we had the most things figured out Mm. and that it was the safest place to be and 
that it was where I belonged and discovered that was not true, Mm. that it wasn't safe for me to really express my feelings all the time. And it wasn't safe to, to trust people with my dreams. And so it, Mm. I guess this quarter life crisis sometimes feels like, okay, this is what I grew up believing. Mm -hmm. And then you spend those, you know, five years roughly in college or school or whatever. And you're like first few years of your career and you're like, whoa, that's maybe not, not as expected. So can I send a return for the product? Because it was not as described. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, I totally relate to all of that. And I mean, I remember there was a time where a leader, I I felt that a leader had lied to me for many months to keep Mm -hmm. me around. I felt manipulated. And um, I would get home every day for probably a month, two months, and I would just get home, lay on the couch, and watch TV, and that was all I had energy to Mm -hmm. do. And I didn't realize it at the time, but, I mean, like, it was definitely depression. That's exactly what depression looks like. I had nothing else to give. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, so it's holding all that intention. It's like understanding that people's goodwill sometimes has a very negative effect on your life. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people intending to help you seek the Lord are actually just spiritually manipulating you to do what they think is right. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and also just the the idea in my mind that I had to walk away from an unhealthy situation was really, really hard for me. Mm. Like, no, God, you said to come here, so I have to be here. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, like, I could walk away from the missions field and still be holy was not compatible mm. in my mind. Like, to me, if I left, it meant that I was giving up. It meant that I wasn't trusting the Lord. It meant that mm. um, I was choosing myself over him. Um, and so... That, that was a journey in itself. It took me a long time to, to yeah. recognize, like, okay, first of all, this is an unhealthy situation for me. And second of all, if I walk away, it's okay. Yeah. And I haven't failed. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for, you know, kids fresh out of college or early 20-somethings because it's like you don't want to be unreasonable. You don't want to be perceived as unreasonable. Yeah. But really, like, choosing yourself sometimes takes that just like I'm shutting it all else out yeah. like it actually the, the this doesn't actually matter because I'm choosing me and what I need and what it looks like for me and I feel like a lot of times those things are perceived as unreasonable in our culture which to me makes no sense I'm like it's like I'm not going to judge someone for choosing what they need in in like the United States culture or in Christian culture in Christian culture okay Sorry, I should have clarified, but I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It's a good call out. I mean, for me, it was just like, I think part of it was like, I didn't trust myself, honestly. Oh, like totally. if you, if, if you strip it all back is I, I thought that I had received a word from the Lord to come and do this grand thing. Mm. And when it wasn't as grand as I expected, I thought that it was either it had to either be my suffering like Mm. this is the persecution that the lord has laid before me or i thought like that i had messed it up somehow Mm. and 
it was, I don't think it was either of those things. I think it was just that I did my best and they did their best and we weren't a good fit. Mm-hmm. And um, learning to trust my gut when things are going wrong, that mm-hmm. if I don't feel safe, like God wouldn't want that for me either. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to walk away. And that mm-hmm. when I feel the need to move away, like I don't need some dis- divine revelation to like move me onward. Mm-hmm. I think in my mind, I was like, God, you said to come here. So I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to be here. And sometimes it's like, well, maybe what he said has changed. And maybe like you can trust your gut a little bit more yeah. than you. Well, God you gave could. you that gut. Yes. Well, absolutely. It's like, you know, the Holy Spirit is prompting you and and it's not sinful to go get a different job honestly like or sinful to like trust your gut when it's saying something else than what everyone else around you is saying yeah and like I have learned had to learn how to develop that I think that's one of the biggest things people don't tell you about your 20s is like you have to trust yourself yeah and if you're not trusting yourself like then you're just living life according to others yeah and it's like, ah, no, no thanks. I'm busy trying to choose myself. Yeah. And like, yeah. What are your guys's? I mean, what are other things that you discovered in your 20s that you're like, no one told me this. <laughs> like, no one prepared me. How to create a budget. <laughs> also that. That is important. Can't live off Chipotle every day, kids. I learned that quick. Unless you put it in your budget. Unless you put it in your budget and you have a bomb-ass job. <laughs> or you work at Chipotle. True. That could work. <laughs> I lived off of like 49 or 48 cent box pastas for like my whole first year of school. I didn't Gosh. know. I didn't know. I didn't know how to feed myself. It's amazing I made it through winter. I was so skinny. That's how I felt like being, uh, when, I mean, this is previous to 20s. When I was, I was eight, married when I was 18, for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like literally a teenager. I've never lived anywhere but at my home. And yeah. suddenly I have to figure out how to cook, how to take care of a husband, how to clean, like how to manage run, money, run a household, manage money. Yeah. And then I went to college. Like it was just wild. Yeah. All those things that you figure out in your early 20s. That's wild. a lot. It is a That's lot. That's way more than I it That's was, impressive. It was a lot. I mean, I think I don't think I give myself enough credit, honestly. Definitely not. So because I would have exploded. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did explode when yeah. I got married. True. <laughs> yeah, and it was just one of the things you named. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I. I mean, I touched on this already, but I think one of the things that um, people don't tell you about your twenties is like just how sort of restless it is yeah uh because i mean you hear like oh this is like the best years of your life and and this is your your peak and uh this is where you're becoming an adult and those things might all be true but oh well i don't really believe in peaking but i think you choose that but um there's so much of feeling like you have tons of potential bottled up and you're trying so hard to release it and it's like people keep putting the lid back on mm. um and there's this feeling of i i see all these things in the world i see all of this and in my like i guess case like with creativity and things like that it's like I I feel 
these these creative things and I I want to do them and I want to accomplish them but like there's it feels unattainable mm-hmm. or it feels like um like I said like I'm in process so that looks like failing a lot <laughs> that looks like trying over and over again mm. to make things to do things um and uh having to face the fact that you're gonna fail a lot before um before things are are good you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's the very small one percent of people that are successful um in creative fields in technology fields in any field when they are in their 20s mm-hmm. it is a very small portion of people it's the mark zuckerbergs and the freaking justin biebers of the world you know oh no i just named two men let me get a woman in there and the selena, selena Gomez. gomez's mm-hmm. yeah um and so i think that one thing that you don't realize um because i think that at least i received a lot of people especially in college saying like you are great you ha- you can do these things, but they didn't recognize or establish um, the fact that this is going to be a hard process, mm. um, that this is going to be restless, that this is going to be frustrating, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, pent-up need to prove yourself and, like, have an opportunity to prove yourself. Yeah. Um, and you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, like you're learning as you go and then also like feeling frustrated with the small projects and overwhelmed by the big projects and yeah because like the thing is too it's like when you get opportunities that are exciting they're terrifying like (laughs) it's like oh shoot I do I actually have all of this creative potential that I think that I have I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah you know Yeah. yeah absolutely it's I mean, even this, like, for me recently, I've discovered how I uh, have this this issue where I feel like deep down, I believe I don't make good decisions. And that manifests itself in a codependency with my husband, whom is gracious and amazing and wonderful and chooses not to participate. Um, but for me, it gets really frustrating. And it's like this way of being like, well, I don't have to take responsibility for the decision if this person makes it. And I'm like, whoa, ho, 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 ho. And it's, it's something, you know, that I just guess I learned early on in childhood that I get the opportunity to relearn. And, um, no one tells you all the the things that you realize about yourself that aren't good and healthy, mm-hmm. but also the opportunity to choose new things. Yeah. And like, I'm going to grow past this. I'm going to be better. I'm going to learn. I am going to choose better. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would say what I've learned is that there's not a roadmap. Mm-hmm. There's not a... A steady climb there's not a clear-cut a to b um you have to i mean stay young and scrappy but also learn to be content mm. in the in the places where you're at because um whether you're married or you have kids or you don't have kids or you're single or whatever your time 
is going to be when your time is going to be. Mm-hmm. And no amount of dissatisfaction or anxiety or stress is going to get you there any faster. Mm. So feel the drive, allow the ambition to live there. At least for me, you got to you got to learn how to let that ambition push you forward, but don't let it drag you down so much that you don't see the beauty of the moment that you're in. And uh, that's huge for me because I am not a journey person. I am a destination person. When I climb a mountain, I don't want to talk or have any fun until I've reached the top. So um, for me, it's like learning how to be satisfied in in the moments that I have along the way. Um, and then also I would say a huge lesson I've learned is that I can be creative and pursue the things that I love outside of my career. Mm. And I don't need someone to show me necessarily what to do. I mean, like, gain experience as much as you can, but, like, pursue hobbies and, and mm. things that fulfill you and um, and make you better at what you do just for your own self-development because it's, yes. it's really, really fulfilling. Yeah. And then the third thing is, is that um, you need good friends. So open up space to have good friends because friends are what walked me through my time in Florida. I, I could not have done it without the many, many friends who walked me through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, make sure you make space for people in your life who are good people and regardless of what you have in common that can take you out and have fun with you and let you get away from the stress of trying to become something in this world because, you know, I don't know. Friends are everything. Yeah. When it comes to that. So absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I'd say that one of the, Similarly to you, like, one of the biggest things that I've found that's, like, kept me sane, kept my eye on the prize, or whatever you want to call it, in in becoming a, informing myself as, as a creative, and I think this, this applies to other fields as well, not just creative, but, like, actually taking the time to do those things outside mm-hmm. of your job, mm-hmm. because yeah. your job doesn't... Your job does is not the end all be all right. of of what you're doing, um, and I think it's okay for that to also change what it looks like. Like I, I came out of college and I was blogging a lot and I was taking pictures and I was doing music and then I went on uh, the mission field and I was just creating video content and photography all the time and then I went and some music too, but. Um, and then coming here, like, it's been, it's, like, fluctuated in photography or video, and I never thought that I would make a podcast, but, like, <laughs> this is, like, a medium that I didn't even consider as something to go into, but yeah. is also this, like, creative outlet that's this passion project, and um, I think those things are really, really important, and I've seen other people who have come out of studying um, 
a creative field in college or pursuing it in some way um, sort of lose sight of it because they're not holding on to that outside of their job. Mm. Um, and I think, I, I mean, I think that that's how, that's how good things are made, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how that's how the things that are actually in your heart are made. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's how that's how Mark Zuckerberg's happen. Yeah. Honestly, is is people who weren't like, I got to find a job that's going to elevate me to the next place that's going to bring me to the, the end goal. It's mm-hmm. someone who said, I have an idea and I'm going to pursue it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think I can do it and I believe in myself. Yeah. And. I mean, that, that's been huge for me is, like, learning that, oh, like, if I want to write something, I can write something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I want to do a podcast, I can do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, part of it is now that I'm, like, more in my mid-20s, I have the financial ability to do th- more things than I could previously and things like that, which helps. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like, it was revolutionary to me that I didn't have to have anyone telling me what to do or how to do it. I could just, like go yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think also sort of similarly to that one of the things that um I think is so valuable and that I would want to tell somebody who is in their early 20s um entering a quarter life crisis uh is that uh it's actually okay to to take a risk and to maybe even lean into some of that quarter life crisis to an extent Mm -hmm. like I think about, and obviously to a healthy, reasonable amount, but like, I think my deciding to go on the missions field led to so many other things that were amazing. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't regret doing it in any way. Yeah. And I think that taking the crazy risk, and I had so many people that told me that this was really stupid of me to do when I was doing it. And, um, I think that, you know, maybe, Maybe your your gut or Holy Spirit or your the universe, whatever you want to call it, is actually pointing you in in a direction that's good and yeah, that's fruitful. Yeah. Um, I mean, Absolutely. obviously, don't do something totally reckless, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if if there's ever a time, this is the to time to quit your job, raise support, and go do something crazy. For a year or longer. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't really know. Like, I mean, sometimes you have the benefit, like I did, of doing something that's, like, specific to career. And even you, like, mm-hmm. managed to forge what you were doing into photography and mm. video. Um, but why not? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Try something new. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's so important for mental health, like, to try new things yeah. and cultivate adventure yeah. and taking those risks that you're talking about. And um, just know that you have time. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not told from the time we go into kindergarten, we are not told we have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the truth is, you really do. Mm-hmm. You have so much time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even in my 30s, like when I get to my thirties, I hope that I still have that mindset. Like, if there's I anything, have if there's anything I've learned from you, Kellyanne, it is that I can learn things now, and when I'm thirty, and when I'm forty, weird like, things. I, I mean, even my mom, like she's um in her late fifties, and she just decided that she wanted to take a painting class. 
couple years ago, and she yeah. just did it. Well, and yeah. she went to ministry school. Yeah, she all did. All of a sudden. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not all of a sudden, but, you know, yeah. at that age. Yeah. yeah. So if there's, like, you know, you wish you could take ballet or do yoga or whatever, like, do it. Give Well, do it. But also, like, remember, like, you got, you got a life ahead of you. Yeah. And, you know, you can pick it up at any time. Yes. I yeah. also think it's a huge... I, I understand the heart of this message, but I actually disagree with it because of the effect. But it's that um, it's jack of all trades, master of none. Like, pick one thing. And I'm like, sure, as a career, maybe pick one thing. But also, like, that feels so entrapping. And it feels like you have no room to explore. Mm-hmm. And, like, life is about exploring. Like, I literally decided... I think I want to try something new every month for the year, for my 26th year. Like, that's my goal, is to try something new. And I'm I'm looking into taking scuba classes, like getting a scuba certification. Like, why? I don't know. Because uh, I guess I want to learn how to dive underwater and not die, because it's really hard, actually. Like... (laughs) Like scuba, I didn't know this. Scuba diving is actually can be really dangerous. And I'm like, I want to learn how to have that much control over my body. Um, anyway, I shall digress. But I want to try new things this year, <laughs> and yeah. it's important. Awesome. Well, when I was in college, I just I've always loved the cello as an instrument, and so I decided to take lessons, and I learned how to do some very basic things on the cello, and. I'm not still playing the cello today. I don't have a cello. Um, that doesn't mean I won't pick it up again someday or whatever. But mm. point being, I'm glad that I tried. And I'm glad that I you know, did that experience. It's like a, you're never going to regret trying something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that if you're regretting trying something, then you have a, a bad mindset around trying. Yes. You know, because like the whole... I think that we're very scared of, of trying something and failing, mm-hmm. but actually that's this like really beautiful opportunity for you to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's this really beautiful opportunity for you to discover what you like and to discover um, what your heart pulls at. If you don't try things, then yeah. you're going to be stuck on whatever random thing you chose when you're 18 and went to college and then <laughs> doing that for the rest of your life, you yeah. know? So. Well, and your career is not everything. Absolutely. No, it's really not. There's there's other things in life that are fulfilling. Totally. That, like your family and your faith and hobbies. Yes. And friends was, like us. And, <laughs> I will say again, friends, so important. So important. Yeah. And I was going to ask you guys, what are some things outside, non-career related that give you life? Mm. I mean, I, obviously, our podcast. That's very, very special to me. Um, I am an avid reader. Uh, You can most of the time find about six books on my nightstand. um, And I bounce around to whatever topic I feel the most interested in. Currently, it is um, early ancient uh, civilizations. (laughs) It's very nerdy. But, I mean, I jump around from that to self-help, to fiction, to whatever I feel feel particularly drawn to at the time. It's beautiful. I've also, so yeah, I just try to keep learning. Whatever it is, learn what you're interested in. Um, I also like nature. Like I have, I like plants. 
Um, and I like spending time in nature. Like that's really important to me. It helps me feel really centered. Um, I also really like movies. I'm a writer. I love to write. Um, I'm just now actually starting to get back into writing again, which feels really special. Um, gosh, what else? And then, you know, my friends and my husband. It's about all I need. Well, your that, list was just like double the length of that mine feels, would ever be. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really full. It's good. It's a full life. Yeah. It's things outside of work that, what was it? Give you life. Give me life. Um, well, uh, I guess this podcast <laughs> is fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, getting to work on this podcast is really fulfilling to me um, because... Uh, it feels like I've tried starting different things that are sort of similar to this. Like I tried starting YouTube several times and I tried, um, you know, having a blog. And uh, I think that there's been a desire for me to do something um, that is influential, but also like genuinely important. Mm. And I think that that important part is the part that I kept missing with those other uh sort of attempts at getting into I guess the like quote-unquote social media realm if you will which sounds so cheesy to say but like I feel like I feel purpose behind this that I didn't feel behind other things like this that I tried um anyways that's very long for that one because I have to compensate for not having as long of a list <laughs> no. as Kellyanne <laughs> um but another thing that um, I'm really passionate about is songwriting. I've written several songs, and I love getting to do that. Uh, I'm always jotting down little ideas of songs. Um, I'm also passionate about um, documentarial video, <laughs> which um, I'm in the like thoughts right now and the note writing and, and brainstorming of a video project that I'm going to start soon, and so that's exciting. I also genuinely love to bake, and I bake um, whenever I f- actually have time to do it, mm. um, and that's something that I find to be very therapeutic, and like creating different recipes that are vegan and baking, and um, yeah, those are a few of the things that I'm really passionate about outside of work. You also volunteer. Oh yeah, I love volunteering. Yeah. I forgot about that one. You yeah. are like the person I have in my life that volunteers the most. Like, that I've ever known to volunteer the most. It's, it's amazing. It's so funny because I was not that person several years ago. But um, I think God really, like, unlocked something in my heart of realizing that, uh, like, to me, this is this is part of, of following God. Um, and so, yeah, I love to volunteer. Right now I'm volunteering with the Northern California Anti-Trafficking Commission. And that's amazing um, and very different from any other volunteer work that I've done. Uh, but also volunteering with like food distribution and things like that is always fun. So yeah, I love that too. That's good. That's good. I love it. Okay. Things outside of work that give me life. Um, give it to us. I love animals. Um, I have a cat. So just in general, spending time with him and thinking about him and taking pictures of him is probably a full-time hobby. But um, <laughs> I also volunteer at a, uh, a local rescue, a horse rescue, and we work with um, horses who have been through abuse and neglect and trauma and also, um, I guess, wild horses who are unfamiliar with um, humans. So um, that 
is something that I do with my mom and my sister and uh, is something that is just healing to the soul and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's really been special for me. Um, I am also a writer. I'm learning to call myself that. Um, Good. But I like to write. um, And I play D&D. Hey, Nerd alert. with friends on the weekend. <laughs> I, we have a group of friends, and we we get on Zoom. We're all over the place, um, and we play D and D. I'm secret That's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. for those that don't know, I'm a secret nerd. So hey, as an adult, I think it's important not it to up. deny your inner nerd. Yeah, I'm like, putting it on the table. For some reason, in high school, we're like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, <laughs> as an adult, no one freaking cares. Like, That's true. I'm a nerd. Like, deal. I love spending time with my husband. He's amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are kind of oh. You guys, I work out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do yeah, weightlifting. I do weightlifting, which has been actually one of the most empowering yep. things that I've ever done for myself. I, we, my husband and I, um, over a year ago, got a physical trainer. And for the first time, I can do a push-up. And I can lift things. And my circulation is improving. And my body feels sturdier. And I feel more connected to my body uh, than I had ever felt before. So that's been a lot of fun. And I don't do this very often recently, but really any sort of recreational fun sport is great. I love that. So I love that. Not for me. <laughs> You're like, that's not She asked husband. me one time. She's like, do you want to come play Frisbee? And I was like, ah, no. You're like, I'm not that kind of person. No, but thank you. I could yeah. watch and bring you water. <laughs> Cheer you on. I'll be your cheerleader. So, yeah, we are all some very talented, amazing ladies that stay busy, um, which is so fun. I'm like, fill life with what brings you life. You know what I mean? Ladies, I would love to hear what are some hopes and dreams of where you want to be in a few years that um, you feel like your uh, midlife, no, not midlife, quarter life crises have helped giving you the tools you need to navigate where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that I don't know what exactly I I want um, my life to look like in the next couple of years. I think part of the reason why I feel that way is because, I've come to a point where I feel okay with not knowing what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that going through these different things of quarter-life crisis um, are, have been really helpful in, in giving me that perspective, um, which I already mentioned some of. It's like being okay with being in process, being okay with being on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that for me, um, as long as I'm growing mm-hmm. and as long as I'm – pursuing things I love um then I'll be in a good place in the next couple of years yeah. you know if that's what I'm doing then I have then I have succeeded yeah so uh, I feel like um I feel like I want to do everything <laughs> I feel like uh I don't have enough time to get there I feel like how am I gonna fit children and like starting a family in the midst of all that. Um, 
But what I can say is that I've developed tools to trust my own heart Mm -hmm. and to go after the things that I want to do regardless Mm -hmm. of what the people around me are doing Mm -hmm. and to surround myself with people who have who are kindred spirits and have similar goals and to be open to diving in on my own Mm -hmm. without the aid of a job Mm -hmm. and yeah learning to be content yeah and learning to forgive. Yeah, I agree. I also don't really know where I'm going or what I want to be doing other than pursuing writing. Um, but I know that I will try. And if I fall, it'll actually be okay. I've learned recently that if you fall, um, the people that love you and that you have around you as a support system will actually catch you. Um, and it'll be okay. Anyways, I wanted to say happy birthday, Emma. Happy birthday, Kelly. Thank you. And happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you, ladies. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to all of us. Happy birthday to... I was going to say the the candle. The woman beings everywhere. Yeah. And (laughs) if you're born in October, then welcome to the club. You're you're, born in the best month. It is the best (laughs) month. If you're born in October of 1994, DM us. Yeah. (laughs) Let us know. There may be a thing here. I don't know. We want to know. There's some sort of chemistry. (laughs) We have a astrology. Astrological connection. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope that this was insightful and helpful and supportful, supportful for all of you. And um, with all that, we'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram, Women Being Podcast, our website, Women Being Community. Um, Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And (laughs) be sure to leave us a review. We love reading the reviews that we get. It honestly warms our hearts so much. And give us a little rating as well. It doesn't take long. We know you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) And we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday.